Hi, and welcome to Around the World in 80s Movies. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out that site for over 4,000 written reviews. That's Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I also want to invite you to check out my other podcast called the Quipster Film Review Podcast if you want to hear more. I'm also a co-host of the In Session Film Extra Film segments. You can go to InSessionFilm.com for more details on that and more of my podcasting work. Last week, we looked at a film called Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in which the kids get small. We're going to look at another film in which someone gets small. It's called Inner Space. It came out in 1987. It's a comedy science fiction film. It's PG-13 rated for language, some violence, and brief nudity. It runs about two hours. Dennis Quaid and Martin Short are the main stars. Meg Ryan has a sizable supporting role. Other supporting roles going to Kevin McCarthy, Fiona Lewis, Vernon Wells, and Robert Picardo. Joe Dante is the director, and Jeffrey Bohm and Chip Prozer are credited with the screenplay. This is another screwball genre flick from Joe Dante. If you know that name, you know he is the director of Gremlins and Explorers and The Burbs and quite a few other films in the 80s that are very notable. And like most of his movies, the setup is pretty solid. However, the climax does make the plot come unhinged with the kind of nonstop madness and mayhem that Dante likes to always throw in there. And luckily, by the time we get to that point, we've sufficiently been entertained enough to deem inner space a worthwhile form of escapist entertainment. It has clever ideas, has a really nice cast of actors, and some very good special effects. Inner Space, in a way, it really takes its premise from Fantastic Voyage, that film from the 60s. You have a cocksure Navy test pilot named Tuck Pendleton, played by Dennis Quaid. He's set to become the first man to be shrunk down to microscopic form in order to traverse a submersible through the body of a rabbit. Yes, he's getting shrunk down and injected into a rabbit. Except a gang of high-tech thieves break into the lab shortly before the injection takes place, and fearing this technology is going to end up in the wrong hands, one of the scientists injects Pendleton into a random passerby who happens to be the Safeway cashier named Jack Putter, played by Martin Short. Using the onboard gadgets in the submersible, Tuck Pendleton's able to speak to Jack, who initially thinks he's going crazy, and Tuck tries to help Jack help him to thwart the bad guys while also trying to get the means to return himself back to normal size again. Now, so that's the premise, a pretty high concept, kind of terrific in its own way. It starts off with that premise, and while we learn how it all works, Joe Dante, the director, builds up the momentum pretty well. Good science fiction is combined here with state-of-the-art special effects, as you'd expect from a Steven Spielberg-produced film. And I think had it stayed wry and intelligent throughout, a very solid film could have resulted through the entirety of it. And I suppose somewhere along the line, someone must have thought that the film really needed more and more laughs. And obviously, if you're casting slapstick comedian like Martin Short, that should send a signal that Inner Space is going to be a comedy. But I think in this case, the comedy does get in the way at times. It causes the science fiction elements to lose some of the credibility. I'll give you an example. There's this scene that's it played completely for laughs. Jack Putter's appearance is changing in order to look like the hired hitman known as the Cowboy, who's played by Joe Dante favorite Robert Picardo. I think Picardo delivers the funniest performance in the film, Martin Short notwithstanding. The scene really doesn't make any sense. The submersible is a prototype that's meant to travel through the body of a rabbit, and somehow it's also imbued with the, this fantastic ability to change all of the physical features of a human being as well. 
Like, you know, how does this happen? I really don't know. And the scene is constructed only for a few giggles, nothing more. This is the kind of movie where you say, hey, it's just a movie. I'm just going to go with the flow. But unfortunately, when you have a science fiction premise and one that's dealt with in order to try to explain the plausibility, it, you can't have it both ways. So unlike Ghostbusters, which managed to balance slaps of comedy and supernatural elements that were not really easy to believe, I think Inner Space does kind of cheapen itself by going for obvious pratfalls, there's sight gags, there's silly shenanigans. I don't it's definitely not enough to ruin the enjoyment of the film as a whole, but I think that the last half hour doesn't really give you much more than a protracted chase scene that could undermine what Dante had constructed so well up to that point. Again, it's Joe Dante's tendency to have these kind of climaxes that give the effect of spinning wildly out of control. That's precisely where the tightness in the plot also unravels. I have a feeling that in the making of Inner Space that there were some competing camps going into the production of it. There were people who wanted a very funny sci-fi flick, but there were also others who wanted a special effects latent comedy. The effects here would actually earn an Oscar. Nobody really seemed to win because what started out as the former becomes the latter, and neither camp seems to have been fully satisfied, and in the end, the entertainment level does ultimately make Inner Space a worthwhile adventure for those who want a pleasantly imaginative diversion. It's worth a look for comedy or sci-fi heads. However, as far as trying to be a truly good movie, this is more of a fits and starts kind of comedy, so excuse the pun here, it comes up a little short. I will recommend Inner Space. I do think that there's enough here to keep most people entertained. However, I do have some reservations about it because it is really kind of a mixed bag at times. It really could have been more. I guess that's the frustration that I have. There's so much intelligence here. You got the talent here to do something more with it. And it ends up being okay. So I'll give it three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do think that it's a worthwhile film. If this sounds like your kind of premise, I think that you'll enjoy it and be entertained by it. If you know, if you don't like these actors or this premise doesn't sound of appeal to you, you're not really going to miss that much by skipping out on it. But I saw this with my mother, I remember at the time. I think my mother was pretty clueless as to what was going on through most of it. But, I mean, it's not really that complicated. But I did enjoy it, and I've seen it quite a few times over the years. Usually I do forget most of what goes on in the film. It's not really the kind of movie that really sticks with you a great deal, but I have to admit, I do enjoy it while it plays, at the very least. So thank you, everyone, for listening to the review. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you have your own opinions on Inner Space, I do encourage you to reach out to me. You can find my contact information on my website, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. As far as what I'm going to be reviewing next, I'm going to stay with the small ball. I'm going to stay with the people getting small. We're going to Take a look back at a film from the early 80s. I think I think it was actually 1980, maybe 81. I can't remember right offhand. It's The Incredible Shrinking Woman, a film I used to watch incessantly when I was 11 years old, when it was playing on cable. So I've seen it a lot, but I haven't seen it since I was 11. So it'll be interesting to see how well it holds up, at least in my mind, because I seem to enjoy it back then. But maybe not enough to actually revisit it. So we will revisit it next week, The Incredible Shrinking Woman, the Lily Tomlin film. I'm looking forward to that. Hope you will too on Around the World in 80s Movies. By the way, Lily's not joining me for this particular review. She says she only wants to stick with the kids' films, meaning the ones that we can allow kids to watch. Inner Space is a PG-13 rated film, so borderline call there, but she's only five. So I think we gave this one a pass for those of you who are looking forward to hearing her take. Until next time, thanks everyone for joining me on this journey around the world in Eagles.
so hot.